Nassau, I'm going to Pluto. Yeah, bitch, bitch. acting up, time to give me a new hoe. These niggas is sweeter than Bruno. St. Laurent, Jackie, hit me for two dough. Pack gone, time to give me some new dough. 40 point and jumping, got me a new roll. Fly as a dove, I'm cleaner than new so. Glock, cock, bitch, clean as a two-tone. Run up on me, uh, uh, that's a no-no. Little niggas shoot for cheap, GoPro. See me out, bet I got me some dodo. Stuff the wood, got it hidden like Kimbo. Let me slow down, this just the intro. Pro money, get a in by the boatload. Wop getting money, they know that's the show though. Knocking your bitch, keep that shit on the low low. Pockets Fat Juno, me and your bitch slide in the Tudo. Blast off, going to Pluto, chop the top like judo. She gave me head, I gave her kudos. Okay, cool. Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, episode 14. This your boy Shaq Sims, and I'm here right now interviewing probably the hardest nigga coming up right now. Probably top five. <laughs> you know, like, I'm talking about period in the rap game, but, you know, this is one of my personal partners, one of my niggas, like, day one niggas. You know what I'm saying? He's new to the rap scene, but, like, he definitely coming with heat. Um, I post this nigga all the time on my Instagram story. I post this nigga all the time. I repost his shit, play his shit in the background. Y'all probably tired of hearing this nigga music because he ain't dropped half of the hard shit that I done played. I done played the shit on this podcast and everything, man. But I'm here interviewing my nigga all the way from Houston, Easy Money Wop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going down, my nigga? What's going on, bro? This shit long overdue. Yes, sir. We been we been trying to get this shit done. Six months now since I dropped uh, 803. We've been talking about this shit. That was like, well, we're like in the March. Yeah. Bro, you drop hella content, like, and you only been rapping, what, nine months? Yeah, like nine, ten months. Yeah, I didn't drop. I didn't drop a little bit. It, it, me and me and uh my producer, you know, probably was talking about it uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, it seemed like I have, but I really haven't. I really only dropped like twenty songs. You know what I'm saying? But it looked like it because I dropped the first EP. I dropped the backdoor mixtape, then I dropped another EP, and you know what I'm saying. And then I dropped a couple singles. But you know, this uh, everything kind of been you know working full circle to come to Pro Money. You already know because I mean, we've been talking about this shit since I started rapping. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, we we everything everything we've been working for been coming to this, so we we ready now finally. You know, it's been about ten track list changes, this and that changing, but you know, we had to put the best product out. You know, I think we finally got that now. Right, bro. Like you done sent me pro money probably twenty times, bro. Like no bullshit, man. You done sent me that shit like twenty times and shit, man. But nah, for real, because I mean, this shit, the shit, like we we had made a track, we had finally got a final track list down in May. Before I was actually supposed to drop that uh, the um, the on papers EP, so we made a track list and we just, that was supposed to be it. You know, I had nine songs. We supposed to make one more song. That's what we did. You know, you know how I go. Pro Pro keeps sending me beats. Pro keeps sending me beats. I'm ripping these motherfuckers and we like, damn, this shit harder. This shit harder. Shit. I mean, you know, it's, it keeps getting harder and harder. So, but at, around August we, we pretty much came with a solid track list. Really July we came with a solid track list. We knew we were going with it. And I, I just had really like three songs that came in in the last month or so, but you know, those had to be on a certain level to make it. So you know, that you obviously you know what those songs actually sound like that. They hard in the bitch too. Word. So you weren't always a rapper, bro. Like, talk about your upbringing, because when I met you, like, you weren't a rapper. You had no. Yeah, nah. You had no nah, idea. I, you, know, you know me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I couldn't rap. I 
people get amazed when I tell them, like, I just started doing music in December. Like, I never tried to freestyle, never beatboxed on no lunch table, nothing. Like, you know, it, it really just came to me. Really, my homeboy came to my room one time, and he was like, shit, let's just freestyle. I was hot in the beach. I'm like, fuck, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So shit sounded straight. I'm like, okay. Went to a studio, found, finally found a studio to go to. I was rocking with this one dude for good, like, first four months I was rapping. But yeah, it's just, it really gave me something to do to, um, to, you know, take, you know, get away from what I was doing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, you know, I, I come from, I don't come from, I come from a good upbringing, man. You know, I was born in LA. I lived there for about six months. Um, first six months of my life, then me and my mama moved to uh, DC to be close to my dad, but that didn't really work out. So when I was 11, we moved back, uh, we moved, we, we moved down here to Texas. And uh, I've been here ever since, man, you know. You know, you know me though. I was, you know, I, when I was in high school, I was a basketball player. So I was going to go to the league. That that ain't paying out because I couldn't stay out of trouble. You know, I probably wasn't going to league anyway. But See, I couldn't stay out of trouble to get on the court. Now, See, I you trash, was trash, my boy. Niggas be saying that bullshit, but niggas can't hold me, so I ain't worried about none of that shit. <laughs> but uh, look, look, yeah. So I thought I, I was dedicated to basketball, but like I said, I couldn't put the pieces together and stay my ass out of trouble to stay on the court long enough. You know. So I ended up graduating and, you know, I went, I tried the college thing for like a year. That ain't work out. You know, I really just jumped, I, I really jumped in, jumped into the, you know, the business after that, what I was doing. And then you know, I was doing that for a while, you know, but then, you know, like I said, when I started rapping, that kind of showed me a way I can get out of that shit and do right. something better. Right. Definitely, bro. So when you moved to Texas at 11, like, how was that? Was that a culture shock? Cause I mean, coming from DC, hey, yeah. DMV area, like that's hey, up north. Yeah. Like you move into the deep like, even, even even it's crazy because like when I, I last time I went back to DC I was sixteen and everybody told me they couldn't even tell out I, I had, was from because I, I talked like you know what I'm saying I'm from Texas it's way different man like it's it really is a culture shock because the thing about the East Coast is if you were from the East Coast you know people, first of all people it's not just friendly out there it's not see a lot of like that Southern hospitality shit out down here is real like that shit ain't like that out in Maryland like you know or DC New York you know other places because. You know, people people are assholes, man. You come out here, it's different. Everything's slower, you know, like for real. Everything's slower down to the traffic, everything, how people talk. You know what I'm saying? People talk way different. I hear the food better to me. You know, it's a lot cheaper to live down here. So, yeah, I, I was supposed to move. I had a problem with the move, you know. It was, I, I wasn't really doing shit in Maryland anyway, so. Yeah, for sure. Like It was good. Yeah, you know, middle school, high school, that's when niggas year that's when niggas, those are niggas formative years. Like that's when you become who Yeah, you are exactly. In those years. Exactly. And shit like like and I was it was I really I always wanted to be like especially I, I I like I used to come to Houston every summer from like the time I was like seven to eleven. So I I I knew what Houston was like. I loved it, you know what I'm saying? My like I said, my uncle was down here. Uh I had people down here, so I knew it was gonna be better. So it wasn't nothing because like I said, when we was in Maryland, we was pretty much it was just my mama, we wasn't no family, you know what I'm saying? We was moving around a lot also on top of that, so I really never got a chance to, like, just lock in with friends. You know, it's hard when you're younger. You know, when you get older, it's easy because you can move around yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can get a car and just go to this dude from across town. But, you know, when you're young, it's, you move. You know, especially back then, it wasn't on social media, so you losing contact with the people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So You're losing contact with like, everybody. Like, yeah, you're losing contact with everybody. Like, I got I got partners in Maryland right now that I ain't talked to in a year. That was my partners, like, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, from six years old. But I ain't talked to them since I was living because it's, it's you know, it never it never came back around, but uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of yeah, hard. It, it's, it, but yeah, I wasn't really tripping though at the end of the day because, like I say, I think it's been a lot better for me out here. In regards, I think I think I, everything would have worked out. Everything's gonna work out a lot better for me out here. 
Right, 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 right. And, and you know, you never know what destiny has for you, bro. That might have been in this deck of cards. Right. You know, like yes, DC sir. might not have been in a deck of cards. You know. Yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna go back, dog. I like, like I said, DC. DC is a good. It's a good place. Like, you know, what people don't realize about Maryland and DC, especially DC. DC is a hood for real. Like, outside the White House, that motherfucker is a hood. Southeast DC is one of the one of the most, you know, you know, um, grimy places you gonna go. You know what I'm saying? People don't even people don't know that about DC. People think DC, you know, is all sweet and shit because the White House ain't like that. But there's a lot of culture out there which you don't know about. Like it's a lot of Jamaicans. Uh, it's like you're gonna find a lot of Jamaicans out there. A lot of you know different kind of cultures out there that you're gonna run into. But there's some. It's definitely somewhere I'm gonna go. You know, be going back to and you know show a lot of love to because you know I wouldn't be me without that still. Definitely, bro. Like so, you talked about because you covered a lot of shit in these past couple minutes, my dog. But um. <laughs> <laughs> For real, bro. This your first interview too. Yeah, first ever know, interview. So you got a whole life of story to tell, bro. Like yeah, you got real, a whole lot of shit about. to tell. You got a story to tell, bro. The story is crazy, man. So when I met you, bro, you were actually in college. Like you were you were like nah, going I wasn't to college. in college. You weren't in college when I met you? Hell nah. I Nigga, I, done with that shit. So, I, I, hell nah. So I'm you dropped out of college, college early. Hell yeah, I went. went. I graduated 2012. I made it through that year, and I made it through the first semester of my second year. But that 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 didn't even count because I was that that was all nah. So yeah, but I've been out of college since 2014, pretty much yeah. Word. So when did you get out there hustling? When did you get introduced to the lifestyle that you were a part of? Like, was it in well that you were a part of? You're not a part of that life no more. But like when you were in college and shit like that, when you say you started hustling, like. When did well, really, you get introduced, I got introduced to, that? to it in high school? In high school, really, because I was around it. Cause I, like I, I went to high school with white people. You know, them, them dudes got money. They, you know, they were doing that shit early. You know, I got introduced to high school, but I, like I said, I was focused on basketball in high school, so I didn't really start. You know, what I'm saying really getting into other stuff until like my senior year, the junior senior year, really. But um, yeah, really high school. But then college is when it kind of became more of a, you know, damn, I want to do this because you know, you know, obviously you in college, the money not, the money not there all the time. You know what I'm saying? I, I had got I had got a little chunk of money before I went. Um and I blew through that shit and then, you know, I then I, I started smoking and shit like that. And you know, you know, it, it just it just fell that it became something I was good at. So I just, you know, I kept doing Yeah, so uh before we um ended the last conversation due to technical difficulties, we were talking about when you realized that your hoop dreams probably weren't gonna work out and you you know, had to choose a different lifestyle to live to make some money and shit like that. Like, what age did you realize that? Um, being honest with myself, 16, but I wasn't really honest with myself till like, 18 because I still was holding on to the dream and shit. But my uncle really always kept it in front of me in terms of, like, you know, the fact that it's going to end regardless, you know, and, the, you know, what the odds was of me making it to that level. But i always been the type of person I'm not going to give up until I know it's over with because I'm always like, shit, you know, shit, Shit can change tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You can figure some shit out tomorrow. You can figure it out tomorrow. You know, as you keep that work ethic or whatever you do. But, you know, obviously with that, it was, it was time for me to let that go. But, yeah, um, on the hustling side, like I said, it was just me wanting to me wanting to really – me seeing what I could do with it. And then just, when I started seeing the money, it really became more real. And I really started getting more serious about it in terms of doing that. I and mean, I knew it was real when I was leaving class to go handle business. You know what I'm saying? I knew, I knew it was over with for college. I didn't have no interest in being there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, nah, for real. Like, yeah. I was leaving, you know, and this is when I was still small with it. I was still, you know, doing little shit. But even that little $15, that $35 was 
enough for me to get the fuck up out of class. You know what I'm saying? Go get that. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was just like, I never thought, like, I'm like, you know, I was taking geology and shit like that at the time. I'm like, I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna do nothing with no damn rocks in my life, fool. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a certain <laughs> I knew. And it's still this day, I'm not using none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I don't knock people going to college, but I knew that I, it, it was, it, it became obvious quick that wasn't for me. But it's, you know, it's crazy, but I, I still, I told you, I think I told you before, I still would go back and graduate. Just so I can sit, just so I can tell my son I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I want I want him to go to college. I want him to try that school route. I don't want him to do the same thing I did. So it's gonna be. It's, I know you gotta you gotta be able to teach by example. So, you know, he gonna respect what I'm saying a lot more if he, if I got that diploma on me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm for sure I'm I'm for sure more focused on getting to where I need to be before I get that though. Right, definitely, bro. Because you headed down a great path right now. Like definitely, like the rap game. I feel like it's very promising. Like. If it's anybody who I'm bumping on a daily basis, you know, it's only a couple people that's not major artists that I'm bumping on the daily. And, bro, WAP is definitely in that, that playlist, bro. For real. I'm putting them everybody yeah, on them, you know. So, um, for sure, nigga. Definitely, bro. So, you start hustling in college and shit like that. Like, what were you majoring in, bro? Like, I always wonder what it was like, what Evan was like in college and shit, like. What the fuck did Evan do? Because, bro, when I met you, you, like, I wasn't surprised that you was in college. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, like, you look I, like a college nigga, bro. So, like, what were you majoring yeah, in, I mean, bro? I, I, majored in bu- I was trying to major in business. Uh, I always do. I was going to do something with business at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I, I was a business major, but um, I don't know. I, it's crazy because, like I said, I, like I said before we stopped, you know, I know I could have been good at school. I really could have gone to Pride and got A's and B's, but it just – I couldn't, there was something in me that couldn't, I couldn't lock in on studying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would try to study. I, I just couldn't, I, it would always be something else on my mind. I gotta go do this. You know what I'm saying? Was it the so, paper? Was it the paper that was on your mind, though? Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what that. it was. That's what it became in college, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in high school, I got decent grades. Like, I just, like, it was more of me not applying myself. But in college, I, I kind of went in with the mindset, okay, I'm gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna actually do it. But then, when the paper started coming, I'm like, shit, this shit. This shit really look a lot better than me studying right now. You know what I'm saying? Which probably wasn't the right decision in hindsight, but shit. You know, I, I don't regret nothing I've done because I wouldn't be where I am without it. And I'm not gonna be who I I'm not gonna be who I am at the end of, at the end of everything. You know what I'm saying? Without what I did. Right. So. Right. And you and you and you bumped your head, bro, and you realized like that ain't the life I want to live at the end of the day. Nah, for sure. So. It took me a while though, man. Like it, it took a lot. You know, that's what my mom told me when I was young. She was like. You know, I, she always, she's seen it from the start, how hard-headed I am. It takes a lot for me to really just say, you know, oh, damn, this ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was so many high points in it, but then the low points was low. And they were, you know, the low points are low and they are. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what they don't tell you about in the songs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't tell you about, you know, you going to jail. There's only a couple of niggas that's keeping that shit real in terms of, like, Meek. You know what I'm saying? That's the main nigga I, I, I hear keeping that shit real in terms of, What's the other side of that game? You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't gonna keep that shit real. Niggas gonna make it seem like, oh, everybody touching a million. Niggas ain't touching a million off this shit, man. Niggas half these niggas ain't touching a hundred thousand off this shit. You know, if we being honest, half you know, ain't touching a thousand. Man, half these niggas ain't touching ten, a thousand. Right? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't, I didn't made a lot of bread. You know what I'm saying? In this shit, I didn't really did this shit. You know what I'm saying? But and, and for me to really sit there and say, nah, this ain't it, and say something because everybody that know me know me from this. You know what I'm saying? Like when I moved to Houston, I was known off ready for that like, i didn't have to say nothing niggas knew who i was niggas like oh that's why we know why you know what i'm saying it was never it was never like i had to introduce myself like that because it was always known because i was i had niggas coming from houston to me where i was at you know what i'm saying to, to do to do that thing so you know shit uh 
you know, this shit always been, shit always been, you know, good, you know, pumping for me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just the downside. It ain't worth it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't ain't a lot of niggas that see the light of day at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't know if you remember, bro. We had a conversation years ago. I think I was in Houston at the time. I think we went to Waterburger. Yep, we went to Waterburger, bro, and we was on the way back to your crib. And I was like, bro, what do you see yourself doing? Like, what do you feel like your talent is? I don't know what made me ask that shit, bro, but I asked, like, what do you think your talent is? And he was like, bro, probably selling shit. <laughs> no bullshit, though. Yeah, he was like, bro, I'm talented as fuck at selling shit, bro. Like, where did you acquire that skill from? Not, I'm not saying anything illegal, just the... Just the persona and the skill of being a salesman, bro, because, like, when you talk to me about music that I never heard, like, bro, this shit hard than a motherfucker, bro. The shit come on like this. Like, you be having me sold. I'm like, boy, this the hardest shit I ever heard, (laughs) you know, before I even heard the shit, you know? Like, where'd you learn that skill from, bro? Because I feel like that's an acquired skill. Most people don't have that. I ain't gonna lie, that's really just been a guy, that's really a guy given talent. I can't say it's an acquired skill. And that's something I've ever worked at. You know what I'm saying? It's just I've always been good at talking to people. And the thing is, I've always been good at relating to people. That's my biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest thing in life is trying to relate to people. And that's why, you know, I try to treat everybody with the same amount of respect, no matter who you do, no matter where you came from. You know what I'm saying? So even when I was, you know, doing at the height of doing my thing, I had all this bread, I was doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? I would still relate to the motherfuckers, you know. Working at nine to five, we still chopping it up, you know what I'm saying, having a good time. It's just, that's the main thing. You got to be humble with the shit, you know what I'm saying? You can't come in like a motherfucker owes you something, you know what I'm saying? You got to relate and then see. And the biggest thing in sales is just shit. It's, it's customer service, man. It's, you you know, dudes try to be hard with the shit and be like, like oh, yeah, this and this. I'm standing tall. That ain't, how, that ain't how you keep your people, you know what I'm saying? You keep your people happy by seeing seeing what they need. Like, okay, how can I make how can I make you more money in this situation? You know what I'm saying? How can I do this and this? In any kind of any kind of sales situation, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not about you. It's about a, a, a boss ain't nothing without people, the people around him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't be a boss unless you got people around you that that's doing their thing too. So, you know, any any nigga, any real nigga gonna want to see the people around him do better, do well. And that was my biggest thing is I never tried to hide the game from people, you know what I'm saying? What I told niggas, like, it was like, there's niggas that's doing their thing to this day that's gonna tell you, like, shit, why told me this and this and I started doing this and this shit worked, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You always been a good it. nigga. Like, ever since I knew you, bro, like, even when you was, like you said, the man, whatever, on top, bro, you never changed up. Like, you always were the same dude. You yeah, always showed up. But I take, I, take, I, I take pride in that because it's like, like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been at both spectrums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been dead ass broke, mm-hmm. no job, walking to work. You know what I'm saying? Walking this place. I've been having shit. You know, in the club every weekend. You know what I'm saying? Driving cars. You know what I'm saying? Wearing designer. I've, I've been in both spectrums. So it's like when you've been there, you you can't. It's not. It's it's damn near a crime to to sit there and be. You know what I'm saying? Walk around with your nose up in the air because it's like what I tell people is like, dude, you want you one decision away from being homeless. You know what I'm saying? Or you one decision away from being addicted on drugs. You can't look down on nobody because that's one decision they made in their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They probably life was probably going good. You know, you never know. They might have had a traumatic incident. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You got to just be. I've always been just a naturally compassionate person. I've always, you know, cared about people's feelings and how they and how they feeling and how other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and I think that's what makes you, you know, stand out from most of the people that most people meet on a daily basis, bro. And that's why I feel like you were good at what you did in the past. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, moving forward, we ain't gonna talk too much about that shit. You know, that shit ain't relevant right now. You know, it no, makes sure. it, it makes yeah, it, it makes it, it, it is story. though because it makes well yeah yeah it is it is even the question you just asked is like, you know. Music ain't my in game. I just told you that from the start. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. trying to be on some Jay Z shit. I'm trying to be owning property. This every, you know, you know, making moves like that. So, regardless, I'm gonna have to be able to talk. You know what I'm saying? To do, you know, I've always said the same thing, man. You can get rich off, you can get rich off um, hustling, or you can get rich off rap, or you can be rich off that. But you're not gonna get wealthy off that, man. You're gonna get wealthy off your legal endeavors and what your business moves are and what you invest, what your investments are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all, it all it's all gonna come back full circle at the end of the day for me. It is, bro. So. You know, when you were running around, ripping around in the streets and shit like that, like, did you have an end game? Since we're talking about end games, because, you know, you talked about basketball. That shit wasn't for you. You went to college, realized early that that shit wasn't for you. And now you've gotten a hold to something that you feel like is promising. It can make you money. You know the other side of it, but at the same time, like, you feel like it's more promising than what you're doing. You were doing yeah. at that time. You know what I mean? So, did you have an end game? Did you come in like, okay, I'm going to get in, make this money, and I'm going to get out and, you know, ride off into the sunset? Like, what was your plan? Man, if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't have an end game, bro. I used to tell people I did just because I didn't want to sound stupid. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to sound like I was, like, like was drive trapping, but I was. You know what I'm saying? I was just doing it because I was making money, bro. Like, it was, I was making too much money at, the, at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what to do. And I was so young, I had never seen that kind of money before. Like, I was still... You know, 19, 20, 21 doing this at this level. You know what I'm saying? So I never, I mean, I had seen job money, you know, $400 every couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I had never seen that kind of money. So I never, I, honestly, I didn't have no in game. I mean, my, my kind of backup, kind of like sub in game in the back of my head was always, okay, I'm going to run up this amount of money. I'm going to start investing in real estate. But I never did research to be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I know that was, if I'm being honest with myself, that really wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? That my first real in game, when I really kind of realized it came full circle doing music, because I was like, shit, I didn't been through this. I know this. I know I'm trying to do better, and I can use this to, you know, help other kids, you know, and help other people my age and other young adults, you know, get, you know, figure out what they want to do too. Mm-hmm. So when you when you were making money, like, what do you think separated you from most people, bro? Because a lot of people come into any game, whether it be real estate, whether it be motherfucking selling cars at the car lot, you always had that one percent of people that just excel and make so much money. And they just be at the top of what they do. And the same goes for, you know, the underworld, you know, illegal yep. activities. What do you feel like separated you from most people, bro? I mean, I because had, I feel when like it, when it really came down to it, like it started off with just my personality. But then I kind of I kind of started mixing with different people. And I start I, when I started moving up the ladder, I had a kind of a dude that I, I was working with, you know, that turned him my OG. He really showed me like the main thing is you got to take care of your people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. and that's that's how you last in this shit. Like and I never. Trying to take advantage, and there's nobody that can say in that what they do with me. I was trying to take advantage of them, or I was, you know, taxing or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was really, I kept it 100 with niggas. I, I would tell them, motherfucker, what I'm charging them. I'm telling them why. You know what I'm saying? Even if the, and that's why I had such loyal people, because even when I was, even when the shit wasn't as good as the last shit, they were still coming up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It would always be, it would always be there, because, you know, I, I kept it 100 with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you, you got to take care of your people at the end of the day. That's, that's the dude's biggest problem, is they get they, they get their head blown. And they feel like they the ones that made all that money by themselves. It's like, nah, you wouldn't have did this without this person, this person, this person doing their thing too. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. But I just touched on everybody got to be able to be doing their thing to have some some work, something like that work. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to your character too, like the type of person that you are, bro. And I think that's that's another reason why. But you know, <clears throat> we talk a lot about the glitz, the glam, the money, and shit like that. But 
you know, you've actually went through a lot of legal issues behind your activities yeah, too, bro. Like you for even real. made a mixtape called On Papers with like all of your mug shots and shit. When was your first experience with jail? Because you come into this game, you seeing the money, you seeing the cars, the girls, the clothes, the potential money that you could make in the future. But then comes the law. Like, mm. when did you first get introduced to the law as far as you being a so-called criminal? Like, when did you... Shit. Feel? I mean, I, I, it was a time pretty much 2015 when I first started dealing with that, when I really started getting law enforcement in my life. And that's because, like I said, where I was at, I was in Bryan College Station. It was a very small town. You know what I'm saying? People talk. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That's, that, was, that was all my problem. I always used to deal with the wrong person. And then they start talking and, you know, and things like that. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was summer 2015, July 2015, the first time I went to jail. Uh, that was, two, that was my first two felony charges. I was good for the next year after that. It's called another felony charge, like, really, like, a year after that. Probably, I'm talking about maybe a year and 20 days after that, called another felony charge. Then six months later, caught a, my, my biggest felony charge. Then another six months later, caught another one. So, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it really all, it kind of started slow, and then, you know, it all happened at once, kind of, like, after, like, from the end of 2016 on, it was just, I was catching charges, catching charges, catching charges. But, you know, that's why I had, I, you know, I, always, I was always good in terms of, you know, being able to get out when I, when I, when I, when I was able to get out and, you know, have my lawyer money and shit like that. And that's why I was blessed to not get the time that I could have gotten because I was trying to put my ass away. I ain't gonna lie to you, but I'm blessed to be here today. I swear to God. Yeah, you are blessed, bro, for real. So your first charge in 2015, like, what was that? Like, what was the charge that you got? Because it was, you say you that got two felonies, right? Yeah, that was a position of marijuana and a temper. I panicked. That's my that they I got I got my dough kicked. Um, panic like a motherfucker tried to flush something this shit for no reason. Drive caught a tamper charge, but yeah, that was possession of marijuana. You tried Pretty to flush all, all, all my fifth, yeah, yeah, I tried to flush the shit. I tried to flush something that wouldn't even that wouldn't even made a difference in the charge. I didn't even know though. So I, like when I went to jail, I feel like you really that was pointless for you to do. I, you know, and that's it's crazy because me flushing that shit, it might be the reason I be a, I'm I'm a failure for you know. I ended up being a felon because, you know, when they when they legalize the shit, I, I intend on trying to get everything dropped in terms of on the possession charge, but that tampering is gonna stay there most likely. So, you know, but everything everything pretty much all my charges been possession, man. It's crazy, but I've been blessed too with that because you know I always talked to God about that. God about when I was locked up, I was like, you know, every time I got caught, it was nothing what I, what I could have got caught with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know I was blessed to where where. I, you know what, what, what happened. I think God did that to wake me up, and it finally, it eventually did wake me up, especially when I actually had to go sit down through that time. Yeah, for sure, bro. Like when the police kicked in your door, though. Like, what was that experience like? Did you have any idea that the police might be on to you? So, man, like, how it's was crazy, that, bro? If I tell the story, it, it, it's like it's crazy, bro. Cause I ain't had no. I pretty much I ain't have no idea at that time. They had, it was it was really dumb. It was a lot like. There's a lot that I can't even really go into about that, but like, yeah, it was it, it's crazy. It's, it's it's a crazy experience. It happened twice in my life. It's a crazy experience. Really, that shit, you, that's some shit you never forget about. Like, I remember when, when Future dropped, Fed did a sweep. I'm damn. Like, I heard the end of that shit. That shit I got PTSD from that shit. I'm looking at my door like, hold on, man. Like, what the fuck going on? You know what I'm saying? But now nah, that shit real though. The motherfuckers ain't playing, bro. You know, and that's what and that's what I be trying to tell young niggas. I'm like, shit. You know, do your thing. I'm not gonna ever tell a nigga I do his thing, but make sure you ready. When that shit, when and if that shit come down, because like I said, it's like, it's it's very few niggas that get through that shit clean with it, it never come down on them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is some niggas that's just like fuck it. I'm this is what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm saying? But I I just I never I always knew in the back of my mind like there's something I could be doing better. You know what I'm saying? There's something I could do that could really like I could really be proud of and stand on at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So 
That's my biggest thing. Right. So walk niggas through that shit though, bro. Like when them niggas kicked in your door, bro. Because I know what skit you talking about. Offense <laughs> did a sweet like. So what were yeah, you yeah. doing at the time that them niggas came to your house? Man, bro? I'm in the bathroom, man. I'm looking at this shit. I'm talking about pressure. I'm damn it's some gas. I'm, oh yes, yeah, sir. I'm ready to go. Man, I'm talking about all right. I see a big ass. I walked outside <clears throat> to go to the kitchen for something. I hear a loud ass knock. I'm like, what the fuck? I hear him talking about like, Brian police, Brian police. I'm oh nah. <laughs> I run in the bathroom. I start trying to flush it. I dump the shit in the toilet. This damn toilet not flushing. I'm like, oh hell, I seen all some ladies. Boom. <laughs> Use a little shit, whatever that little door kicker thing is. They kick my shit in. I'm talking about they come in ARs, army guns in my face. I'm like, oh nah, y'all tripping. Don't shoot me, bro. So I got my ass on the ground. It was over. And I told him, I mean, you know, I've always been the type of person I'm gonna take responsibility for that shit. Cause there was a couple other niggas in my house. They they really had nothing to do with it. So I really, I went ahead and just, you know, told him told him what's up. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was like, you know. I'm not type of nigga gonna let it, you know, two other niggas go down with me, knowing that, you know, what I'm saying it was me doing this shit. You know, what I'm saying I was the only one, any, you know, benefiting from anything that was going on in that in that environment. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I've done that, you know, it's been like that a few times with me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I like I said, I always knew, I always knew what I was getting into, and that's the main thing I be telling niggas like, don't know what you getting into, fool, because a lot of these niggas be thinking this shit cool, like it's it's gonna be like a rap video, it's gonna be a hundred niggas in the trap house, all that blah 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 shit. But that shit that shit all fine and good until that real part come down and niggas ain't ready and that's when niggas start snitching and niggas start doing shit that they, you know, they real colors start coming up. Mm-hmm. And you know, they say you can tell a lot about a motherfucker when, you know, the police come. Like I remember one time, um, I was sixteen. This was my first no, I was like fifteen, bro. I wasn't even sixteen. My first experience with the law, bro, I was at the uh, gas station. I was with my nigga Lindsey O. I had him on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I seen that. Yeah, seen that. Yeah, upcoming rapper too. I was with my nigga Snoop. I was with Lindsey O. Big Brother. We was with somebody else, and we we was with like two different cars of girls. Like I was in one car of girls, and the other niggas was in the other car of girls. So Snoop went in the store. And stole, uh, you remember them spark drinks? They had, they were yeah. like energy slash liquor drinks or whatever. Yeah, I already know you so much. Like four locos. So he stole one. So I'm like, shit, I'm gonna steal one too. Now, this is the era when niggas was wearing like tight shirts and like baggy pants. So, like, mm-hmm. I had on baggy pants. I'm trying to stuff the shit in my belt line, but my shirt tight as fuck. So the clerk ended up seeing me take the shit and he comes outside to smoke a cigarette when he comes outside to smoke a cigarette the police is walking up to the door to go in the store to get gas so he goes and tells the police they meet each other at the door by chance and he points he's like basically telling him that the dude in that car just stole a drink out of the store so the nigga pulled us over as soon as we trying to pull out the police pull us over he runs to the car pulls us over and you know it's telling us like hey you know Stop the car. Everybody put your hands up, you know, and he came up to the car and was like, you know, somebody in this car stole a drink out of that store. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the car like, shit, boy. When he go back to the car, I'm going to pour this shit out and like put the, <laughs> put the fucking spark under the wheel and shit, like let it roll back. Yeah. So as I'm trying to pour the shit out, the police like, stop. Man, that nigga came back up to the car. He was like, who did that? I was like, shit, it wasn't me. Ain't nobody saying nothing. And the nigga Mont, like when the police went back to the car, the nigga Mont, Lindsey brother was like, man, you need to take your fucking charge, bro. Like, I'm on papers, nigga. Like, it's girls in the car. And I was like, that was my first lesson, like, in the 
in the game of like take your fucking charge. And yeah, I say that, that to say real, the bro. shit's wasn't the streets wasn't for me. Like that lifestyle, illegal shit was not for me, bro. But yeah, that shit is very, very, very important, bro. When you live in that life, nah, like you gotta take real, your charge. Bro. And that was a valuable lesson for me. No, nah, yeah, that's that's the one thing I'm gonna be respecting. That should be pissing me off, like when I see that kind of shit. Like, you know, you know, say you get put over, like you like like y'all you get put over on the highway, four dudes in the car. You know, what I'm saying one dude got all the shit in the car, but he, he won't speak up and say it's his, and all four people go to jail. He's like, why everybody having to go through that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you know damn well what's going on, like it ain't, that ain't that ain't right. That's not how you do business. Like you know, you got to take you like I said, you got to be ready for what you're doing, bro. Like this shit ain't no game out here. Like none of this shit is no game. You know, and it don't matter what you, it don't matter what you doing, like, and it get it get worse the higher and higher you get. Obviously, in terms of you know what what you dealing with, but you know overall it ain't no game, bro. And the niggas and, the, and you you playing with people's futures. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, you already made a decision what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You already made a decision you willing to risk that. So you know you got to be you got to be willing to stand ten toes on that. That's all. That's always been something I've stood on. You know, I'm staying ten toes. I ain't gonna ever, you know, I'm not gonna ever bring nobody into what I got going on. I'm gonna go ahead and just you know do what I got to do. And get up out of there, right? As you should. But that's bro. why I never. And that's why I never got into a certain shit that I could have gotten into. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that what I was doing, I was comfortable with that, and I was really comfortable. I mean, it might it might sound bad, but I was comfortable with what the punishment could be. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, look, if, if worst case, if I get caught, boom, I'm, I'm gonna go sit that shit out. But I know I'm not gonna get into you know what I'm saying do, on some BMF shit. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not trying to deal with that shit. Hell no. Nah. So I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna put myself in this situation. Mm-hmm. So you had a realistic view of the streets back then. Nah, for sure. So Being I knew, young. I just, yeah, I just seen, but I seen too many dudes try to bite off more they can chew. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And even even as I was coming up in the shit, you know what I'm saying? I seen a lot of dudes fall off because they were trying to bite more, bite off more they can chew. And you know, I learned from that shit. You know, especially trying to you know deal with multiple things at one time. You doing this and this and this and this is like you know every it's, it's, if you if you've been trapping every in your life you know every single thing is different everything you sell is different like you're gonna deal with a different type of clientele everything you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know you might be selling weed but then you might have another nigga out there selling zans that got the complete different clientele you know what i'm saying that that them kind of control stuff that's a different clientele man that shit real like that you're dealing with junkies you deal with motherfuckers waking up at four in the morning come and knock on your door because they ain't got this you know what i'm saying like it's a lot different you gotta be ready for it to come with that and on top of that you know what i'm saying the charge is way different too like i seen a nigga when I was in prison, he got 23 years. He got caught with like 23 exos. I'm hell no. Nah. It's, it's quiet as fuck. That shit crazy. Like, what what the hell is an exo, bro? Uh, ecstasy, like them little, uh, I mean, I, jiggers. That's all I can call them, jiggers, exos. Shit. What else we call them? Yeah, he can't hear me. But now, nah, yeah, tabs, yeah, shit like that. Yeah. And he got 23 yeah. years? He got twenty three years, but he had priors. But still, you got to think about it. that's a that's it's still a nine violent charge. You, they they handing out numbers for that shit. They ain't playing, especially where I, where I was at in Bryce, in Bryce County. You're not playing with niggas out there, man. They they giving these football numbers. They don't give a fuck. They give you right up out of there. Right, they bro, they doing that. But you know, they trying to get better with the laws and stuff like that. You know, yeah, for nine, they don't need to be giving nobody life. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's certain shit that yeah, I understand, but it's like. If you just you got a normal dude out there just you know trapping, you don't give a dude twenty five years he on the street selling twenty five damn exos like the hell it don't even make sense you know what I'm saying like that's some shit I don't even believe people should be going to jail for that kind of shit and I mean if we if you talk to me about it you know either, that's just bro. some shit you got it in my opinion I'm not gonna say for me especially because I did I did have a good education I knew other routes to go but a lot of these a lot of motherfuckers don't know what else to do you know what I'm saying so instead of putting them locking up how about you sit them down and say and you actually put shit in front of them that they can make money and and, and, and it's not results you know what i'm saying because that's i think that's the problem is they tell you go to school they tell you get a job but it's like you're not 
your community, you're not seeing results from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what you seeing results from is the dope man or the nigga that's the nigga that's rapping or the nigga that's you know what I'm saying, the nigga that's hooping with him. That's what you seeing results. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. You gotta show you gotta show motherfucking results. And that's why I think we gotta get more people in the black community that's doing legit shit that's not rapping, you know what I'm saying, that's in the real estate, you know, or doctors, lawyers, like that, that's in the forefront that's gonna that's gonna really, you know what I'm saying, bring that shit out of people. Right. Cause I remember going to career day. At my school and niggas, you know, their granddaddies, daddies and all different careers and walks of life will come to the school and speak. And the first thing everybody will ask is how much money do you make? Exactly. Kids want to know what you do. Like, don't do as I, you know, parents saying this do as I say, not as I do. But us as, you know, kids and young adults, bro, we want to know what you actually did. We want to do as you did, not as you say. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. you telling me to go to college, but what did college get you? Now, mind you, exactly. me personally, I know a lot of successful people that went to college. I know mm-hmm. more successful people that didn't go to college as well. No bullshit. Especially you know nowadays. Saying? Yeah, especially nowadays. Like, you got to have different things going on. Or you got to yeah. have something it's, it's, legit. It's crazy. It's crazy, too, because, like, you know, what they tell you do, like you say, you got to think about it. Like, you know, you really got to have a certain kind of mindset to be able to go to college, especially nowadays. Because the thing is about getting a bachelor's degree ain't guaranteeing you nothing nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Even the masters ain't guaranteeing you nothing. You know what I'm saying? So when you start getting the guarantee, you know, guaranteed shit is when you go, you start going to get doctor's degrees, you start going to law school, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But you got to think about it, that's seven to 10 years of school. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about it for a normal person. They're going to be like, bro, I'm not trying to go to school for no damn 10 years to, just so I can come out and maybe make, you know what I'm saying, $100,000. You know what, what, what you do? Well, I can go, you know what I'm saying? I can go post up in this house and make, you know, this and this every day and get it in like that. Like, you gotta. It's just. It's. It's hard to show people that when it's when it's not when it's not tangible for them to see. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or to reach out. Yeah, because like back in the eighties and nineties, like when my mom and my dad were going to high school, I would look back at their yearbooks, and I remember being a kid and seeing they had like paint workshops where you can learn how to paint cars. Like they had barber class, they had salon mm-hmm. class, like where you learn how to do hair. They had culinary culinary arts where they would teach people how to cook. And I noticed most of the people that are like 40 and up, they have like real careers. Like you see a lot of mechanics in their late 40s, early 50s, you know, and on. You see a lot of hairstylists in their 40s, 50s and up. You know, you see a lot of barbers. You see a lot of different career paths that people have taken for trades that they've learned in high school. Like classes yeah, that they took in fucking high school. Like schools don't teach that no more. I feel like the mm-hmm. world teaches people how to be employees because, you know, for me, being in the working world, like I have jobs where most of the recruiters want people to have college degrees and shit like that. And I don't have one. And I'm like, shit, the money I'm making, I know if I went to school for four years and got $50,000 worth of fucking debt, I would want to be making double this. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy, bro. Like you said, that bachelor's degree really don't mean nothing nowadays. For yeah, real, it's just. But, but the thing, the thing that the generation got going is that we this is probably the most innovative generation. That's you a know fact, what I'm bro. And, and dudes, and dudes, like I said, these motherfuckers making millions dollars off Instagram, motherfuckers making millions dollars off YouTube, off just sitting in their fucking house and talking shit, or you know what I'm saying, or you think you look at dude like Desi Banks, that dude I am Desi Banks, that's the funniest motherfucker on the internet right now. He doing skits every day. He done got rich off that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's different ways to do it. And I think people it is really is coming to the forefront. I think it's good, but um, like I say, I'm never gonna tell them motherfucker don't go to college because you know education does put you a step ahead for sure. And there's a lot of things you can learn. You know what I'm saying from that environment. Yeah. So 
but it but but I don't I don't think there's any in my in my life I think the better teacher for me was just going through shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact, like, bro. Like there's some there's some people that need to that they need to learn in the classroom. But there's some people that need to learn shit just trial and error like I did. Like you might fuck up a thousand times, but all all, all it takes is that one time getting it right and you good. Mm-hmm. I was I, I agree, bro. Like no no classroom in high school, college, elementary, middle school, preschool, none of them shits has taught me half of the things that life has taught me. Exactly. You know, I'm grateful for school, though. You know, I'm grateful for the things that I've learned because I probably I wouldn't be me without them. I feel sorry for niggas that are very uneducated who don't know the difference between they are and their, you know, but that's a topic for another day. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, you've been through a lot of things like as far as the legal system goes, having tremendous ups in very low, low periods in your life due to the choices that you've made and the lifestyle that you chose. But, you know, you've dealt with a lot of losses too. Like one of your best friends, um, he's locked away for a while, bro. Like, uh, mm-hmm. talk about that. Like, I know that's gotta be something that hurts you, bro. Cause you post them yeah, a lot. Like, and y'all were doing shit together. Do you almost mm-hmm. feel guilty that you out here and he's locked away for so long? Or hell no, <laughs> hell no. I know, but I know a lot of people who do though, like survivors remorse. If the thing is, it's like, look, bro, like he made decisions. You know what I'm saying? Every everything, everybody make a decision in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I made yeah. decisions. I made certain decisions, and I got what I got. He made certain decisions that got him where he at, and you know what I'm saying. I never, I couldn't feel guilty for that. It's just I feel bad for him, you know what I'm saying, in terms yeah. of where he's at right now. But at the end, of the day, I don't because I know how smart of a dude he is. You know what I'm saying? I know he 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 just like me when he figured that shit out. The sky's the limit for him. You know what I'm saying? But free my nigga, low key for real though. But yeah, he he finna, he, he gonna be home soon. He, he should hopefully be home by the end of this year. But uh, you know, if not, then we gonna you know we gonna keep it pushing and we gonna we we, we gonna make it. We gonna get it set up for him. But nah, that's my nigga. But you know we. Niggas make decisions, bro. You know what I'm saying? And nigga, and he he know, and you know, niggas. It's all my niggas. Pretty much, my group of friends. We all fell, we all fellas. You know what I'm saying? We are nobody. None of us is like none of us ever been. No, oh no, oh yeah, you should do this, nah, bro. Because that we know niggas make their own decisions. Niggas gonna live their own life. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So so you know, we talked about like when you first started rapping and shit. Like we had a serious conversation, and you told me like, bro, this nigga's only option, like. You know, I can go back to school. I can go get a nine to five, but that shit ain't realistic. I'm used to having a certain type of paper. I want to be able to do certain shit for my son and for myself yeah, for real. and for my family. Like, you know, talk about that hunger, bro. Like, because I, I'd imagine being a felon gives you a different type of hunger. Cause you know, a nigga who's not a felon that don't have no charges, like if rap don't work, like he could just go get a nine to five. Like, you know, mm-hmm. talk about that hunger. Like, how does it feel knowing like? Damn, bro, I can't go get a job at motherfucking the hospital or become yeah. a doc. You know, some shit like that. It, you know, like, it's crazy. Though, not right now. Like, excuse on the fellas shit. It's just like, it, it, like I say, I, I, like I say about choices. I don't, you know, I could go get a job and do what I got to do and, and live that lifestyle, but that's not the lifestyle I want to live. It's never been the lifestyle I want to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, hunger's really been in me since I was young because, like I said, me and my mom was never broke, but we was never rich. You know what I'm saying? Not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't walk around with a new pair of J's every week, a new pair of, you know, this and that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, you know, still on them two for 69 feelers. You know what I'm saying? Niggas was still asking to go to McDonald's and getting told that there's food at the house. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? So I always looked up to people 
people, I always looked up to the people that was getting money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I looked up to that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? I always had a hunger for that lifestyle. And not just for me, just for other people. You know what I'm saying? I've always wanted to help other people with the with, with, with what I'm doing. But uh, but you have a different type of hunger now. Yeah, it's, it's just, like but it's just, it's just like, like I, I just I, I just know I, I'd rather, I'm willing, I'm willing to take the risk. You know what I'm saying? I've had, and that's the biggest thing. I've always been willing to take the risk. You know what I'm saying? To see what happens. Because shit, I'd rather risk it right now when I'm 25 years old then look up when i'm 35 years old I'm like damn i i could have i could have been rapping i could you know what i'm saying kept going with that but damn now i'm working that motherfucking i just i just got a fucking man i'm just now becoming the goddamn general manager at home depot you know what i'm saying fuck that shit you know what i'm saying like <laughs> i'm trying to see what the fuck happening right now you know what I'm saying? if i can make this shit work i'm gonna make this shit for a motherfucking work you know it ain't been easy you know what i'm saying i made a lot of mistakes especially in the first first time i've been rapping in terms of like not spending my bread right but you know shit you know you, you live and you learn through this shit and i know i, I don't got no doubt of where i'm going at the end of the day, you know, is you got that, and that's how you got to be. Because if you if you sitting around thinking, oh, what if I don't make it? You're not gonna make it. You got to think of it. I think everything I do throughout the day is, you know, what I'm saying is 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 catered to where me thinking I'm gonna make it, me me expecting to make this. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you got a realistic view of the game, the rap game, and what it takes, bro. Because mm-hmm. from the day you started rapping, bro, you was in the studio every fucking day after that. Like I remember sitting yeah, at the sure. crib, you called me. You played me some shit. I'm like, all right, straight, bro. You know, it's straight. Like, and then the next day, you sent me some more shit. And every day after that, for like the next week, you sent me shit. And I was like, damn, this nigga Evan getting better overnight, bro. Like, you were really dedicated to that shit from the beginning, bro. Like, it's yeah, crazy to see you your growth. It, it's, it's crazy to see your growth over the past 10 months, like almost a year. Nah, I appreciate that shit. It, it is, though. I ain't gonna lie, I appreciate it. But, you know, like I said, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's been a few niggas that's been really there on a day-to-day basis you know what i'm saying but it really is crazy because you know i never did i've never probably committed to something like this like really really committed something that actually was constructive that you know what I'm saying could really take me somewhere you know where i went i really wanted to go you know what i'm saying he gave so, you a dream bro you it's it like really hope did, now man. bro really like did. you know everybody really need did, dreams bro, bro. everybody need dreams nigga i don't care who you are like big meech had a dream he was a damn multi-millionaire that nigga had a dream to one day be a legit businessman that was his fucking dream mm-hmm. i think everybody need dreams bro and i yeah, think I once you it, realize like okay you know because like you said bro you ain't come into this shit with a plan you ain't come into this shit wanting anything but some paper you know so that was really like okay that motivated you but that didn't give you that dream like that real exactly. hunger like and i feel like rap gave you a dream like even though it's nah, something you naturally talented at. I, I, I really do thank God for it because it's crazy. Cause right before I started rapping, I remember, I remember, I'll never forget this day. I was at my highs. Um, I woke up in the morning. And for some reason, I was like, fuck this shit. You know what I'm saying? And I woke up in the morning doing the same thing I did. I was like, bro, I'm so tired of doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, like the money cool. The money not, at a certain point, the money don't impress you no more. It's like, damn, I'm tired of doing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of worried about this and this. You know what I'm saying? I, and, I, and I remember, I, was, God, I told I was like, you know, I was asking to give me something, give me some kind of direction, give me some kind of, you know what I'm saying, something that I want to do, show me something I can do that I can latch onto. And I'm talking about like two weeks later, I went to the studio and that's and that's how I popped off. And, you know, and, that, and that's really, you know, looking back on it, it was really because I was really going through a lot of shit back then that was really just a release for me. You know what I'm saying? Really, That's really what it was at first. A lot of it too was just me going in, releasing my emotions, releasing my anger, what was going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? And just doing it like that. And then, you know, kind of, re, you know, and it was also kind of a, um, reminiscent thing of damn, I've been through a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I really did this. I did this. I did this. You know what I'm saying? So, but then yeah, then obviously there's there's always been the organic love for music, so it wasn't hard to really get latched on to. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like you always been like a super fan of music. 
I remember like you put me on money bag, yo. Like you always knew what the sound was gonna be next, bro. Like nah, anytime I was with you or you know, you play some shit or be like, bro, go listen to this, it'll always be some shit that's like about to pop. And then it ended I'm up telling popping. you it's crazy too, bitch. It's me. Me and my partner really got that gift too, cause it's crazy niggas, man. My Chris will tell you, man, like it's a couple niggas I'll tell you. I was one of the first niggas. Remember remember uh, Bad and Bougie? Yeah, me go song. Uh-huh. Man, I was one of the first niggas listening. When I told, I remember the first time I heard, I'm like, bro, that song for the pop. They finna pop for real. Like, Migos are already pop. You know what I'm saying? But they hadn't gotten that like, they hadn't pop popped yet. You know what I'm saying? On a global stage like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that kind of set them over. But I remember I called that shit. It was a couple. It was, it was a few niggas, man. Like, I was one of the first niggas I knew. I, I that I knew about listening to Money Man. Um, that's a fact. Money Bag for sure. Uh, even fact. the baby, bro. That's just crazy. My baby, mom put me on the baby. I was, I was one of the first niggas out here listening to the baby. I remember when when I first started playing them, niggas was like, "Bro, who the fuck is this? Turn that shit off." And I remember the song. I was with uh, I was with a couple of my partners, and I played Webby by the baby. It was off of one of his. I forgot his, one of his early tapes. And they're like, "Damn, who the fuck is this nigga? Harder than bitch." I'm talking. About, I had just played like five songs. I'm just telling them to turn the shit off. But I've always been like that, though. You know. I, I, I got my I always got my ear to the streets with that music shit. You know, even like I said before, I will be on Spinrilla, you know, my mix stage looking up new shit. You know what I'm saying? If I see a trending song, I'm like, let me see this shit. And then boom. You know what I'm saying? That's a, but that's how it works though. Yeah. Do you feel like that makes you a better artist though? Like knowing what music is supposed to sound like, like, okay, this is some shit that I would listen to. Like, do you make the type of music that you would want to listen to or do you make what just feels good at that moment? Cause a lot of artists make music for different reasons, bro. Like there, you know, like when I made music at one point in time, and I was like, I'm making shit that I would want to listen to. Like that would be yeah, all that I would make. It's a. Shit that I, I think you gotta like have I a balance. It's like a balance you gotta have because that that's a good question though. Cause that's a really balance you gotta have with that shit because it's like you don't want to get too far into just making music that you want that you want to. You know what I'm saying? Because. It, it it really all depends on what your goals are and, and, and what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm trying to be on a, on a global stage. So, you know, you got to you gotta kind of sometimes be able to make music that other people are wanting to listen to that maybe necessary that you, that might not be your favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Because it, there's been a lot of songs that, I, that I've wrote off of mine that niggas be like, damn, that's a hard as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to drop that though. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it's gone from there. And I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me listen. You know, let me listen to the consumer, you know, too, because the consumer does matter then if, you, if you're trying to make money. Who would you say your greatest influence is music wise? Jay Z. Jay Z. Music wise? Yeah, Jay Z. Wow. And, and you know what's crazy? Your music don't sound nothing like Jay Z. But what I will say is I can see where you're coming from because in every song you make, no matter what the hook is like, no matter what the content of the song is, you're going to always try to throw some bars in there. Yeah, for sure. So. It, it, but you know what's crazy? I don't. One thing I really try not to do, I've always told you this, I try not to sound like nobody else. That's really my biggest thing. Like when people, when people tell me I sound like the baby, I'll be like, nah, you, you tripping. There's nothing against the baby. And the baby makes great music. That's, yeah, but I don't want to sound like the baby. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound like what? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to sound like nobody. So, but Jay Z for sure. Jay Z, Lil Wayne. Um, honestly, Young Thug too, man. I ain't gonna lie. Young Thug for sure. Young Thug, my favorite artist right now. He's been my favorite artist for years. Um, but yeah, in terms of what. What gave me the the initial love for music was Jay Z. I think that was the first rap album I listened to was the Blueprint and the Blueprint Two. Word. So the Blueprint Two. What what is it about Jay Z that you you know that influences you, bro? Like, what is it? Is it his flow? Is it the bars? Is it is it his? You know, it's just a, it's a total package, man. Like it's he got you know 
the motherfucking rapper's ass off, obviously. You know, the bars, the flow. You know, he gets on different kind of song. Not all of his shit sounds the same. You know what I'm saying? He's getting on. You know, you're going to make a song called Song Cry. You know, like you look at the blueprint, like you make a song called Song Cry, and then back there you have a song called You Don't, you know, that song you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, he can do everything. And it's, and, and, and it's more the business side. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really my biggest thing with this shit is what you do after you get the money. You know what I'm saying? Because Jay Z's worth a billion dollars now. That man has made, I think they said, $80 million, something like that, off music. So that you gotta think about that. He made another nine nine hundred million dollars worth of moves to get him where he's at. You know what I'm saying? Had, probably had nothing to do with rap. So that that's 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 one of the biggest things I, I look up to. I look up to the dudes that's really that's really trying to take that shit to the next level and not that's not comfortable just having a few million dollars and some chains and shit like that. That's not what it's about. Yeah, it's it's not, bro. Like a lot of niggas get the game twisted. Like you know, they think. Okay, I'm gonna come in, make the best music I can make for right now, or I'm gonna make the mm-hmm. music that sound the best. Once I get my money, I'm gonna change up. I'm gonna just get exactly. relaxed a days ago with this shit. Like, and that's where niggas fuck up at. And I feel like Jay Z never lost that hunger. But I feel like yeah. the difference between Jay Z and a lot of artists, bro, is Jay Z really has a love for music, just like you do. Yeah, for sure. So, and the thing is, and I was telling, uh, I was talking to my producer about this yesterday. The problem with right now is motherfuckers chasing numbers, man. Like, and niggas ain't, niggas, niggas focused on developing talent. You know what I'm saying? Developing rap. Like, so people are making <coughs> songs to fit. I mean, like I said, I don't I don't blame it, but it's just like, I want it to be, to get to, I want to get back to the point where we're developing talent. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of talent out here that even gets overlooked because they're not going with the, you know, they're, they're not going with the certain fad or they're not going with the certain sound of the, of the sound of the month. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, Jay Z, you gotta think about Jay Z, man. Jay Z has t- has stayed true to itself and lasted through two di- two generations of people, man. And there's no other rapper that can say that. Think about it. Like when he came in, you talking about he he really came in right with like 1992 era ish. That's a whole that that's our parents' generation. You know what I'm saying? That's when they're young. They're 25 years old doing what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? He was popping back then. And you think about it. He came through, and when did he when did he drop uh, Magna Carta? Like in 2013. That's a platinum album right there. That's 20. That's 20 years separating your two platinum albums. Your first two platinum albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like even even you know, there's, there's there's nobody that's done that. Nobody. Even Lil Wayne would never do that. You know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne hasn't been able to keep that up the whole time. They're done against Lil Wayne again, but you know, it's very hard to do, man. Very very hard to do. It is, bro. Like that's what separates him, and I feel like Drake is that for this generation. No, nah, yeah, for sure. Drake's the only person I can say that that's gonna last. Drake, Drake, that's top five, my favorite artist too. Um, I think Thug too. I think I, I still to this day, even even with this album he just dropped, we haven't seen the best of Thug, man. Thug is a Thug is different, man. Thug is different. Like that dude, and it's crazy because Jay put me on that motherfucker, man. Like he, uh, I used to hate him, bro. I used to I like to judge him just because. The, you know the dressing and you know shit like that and this boys what the fuck is this nigga and one time I sat in the car and listened to uh, this mixtape called 100% Thug and really listened to it straight through so I, this I was in the car for a little minute sat there and listened to it and I was like this, that, that, he's one of the most talented dudes I've ever heard I ain't gonna lie yeah for sure like he's a different he's a mix between Michael Jackson Jimi Hendrix Prince and Lil yeah, Wayne yeah he's different man he's a mix between I ain't never heard nobody be able to do it especially how he, speaks, he switches his flow up switches the tone like he go from singing I ain't never heard a nigga sing about and sing about killing niggas like that and then you believe him I ain't never heard of him bro like the nigga that nigga I fuck with that nigga bro so that's one nigga that's, that's one of my that's one of my main there's not a lot of people out just like damn I gotta work with him but yeah I gotta work with those so right yeah he definitely gotta be on niggas back this man that nigga's super talented bro 
But um, you know, talk like you have a dream now with music. You have something that you feel like I'm actually good at, and it's not gonna risk me my freedom and shit like that. Like, what do you expect to get from the rap game that you haven't been able to get from your endeavors that you've you know divulged in? Other than I mean, a piece to, of I mind, plan, man. Uh, other yeah. than a piece of mind and legal money, like what are some things you mm-hmm. expecting to get from that shit, bro? Man, I, my plan is, Alice needs to really get into real estate and really do my research on it, get into real estate. But I'm trying to, there's a lot I'm trying to do. Like, you know, one thing I really, one with like another artist I really respect is Rick Ross, too. You know what I'm saying? With that buy back the block shit he's doing, what he's been doing. That, that's something I'm trying to do, too, man. I'm trying to go in the hood. I'm trying to refurbish uh, foreclosed houses. I'm trying to buy um, uh, fourplex and shit like that, refurbish those. And I want to change the standard of living for uh, lower, for lower, I want to try to help to change the standard of living for lower, uh, lower class. You know, in the places where I can, um, you know, do that. I want to, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot I want to do. I, I, it's mainly gonna be with, with me. It's gonna be with real estate. Um, you know, obviously I, there'll, there'll be other endeavors that come up that I'll be able to, uh, you know, capitalize off of if I have the right team around me. But my my biggest focus is gonna be real estate for sure. I'm gonna be I'm gonna definitely be owning a lot of houses, a lot of shit. You know, I'm trying to get in the strip malls. Eventually, end up owning a whole mall. You know, shit like that. So you got a lot of plans, bro. And I, and you know what. I feel like you're going to do that shit before your first album drop. Like, your first platinum album. Like, I feel like you're going to do that shit, bro. Like, for nah, real. Nah, for sure. That's my plan, man. I feel like, like you, bro. Like, I, 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 you I, get I never, that. Like I said, I'm not... I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie and I say I'm not in this to, for the shit. Because, you know, hey, obviously there's shit I want. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's shit I want in this life. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not saying I'm not going to buy chains. I'm not going to buy cars. I'm not going to buy a house. I'm going to get all that shit. But I'm still going to be focused on the business side of it. Because that's, that's how you keep your money, man. Like. You know, and that's why these, that's why a lot of these dudes begin fried because they be getting them, they be getting their advances and they be going and fucking that shit off and they don't have no plan after that. You know, and then when that advance when that advance don't come back when when you're not recouping that money for that label, you know, you you, you on your ass. So I don't want to ever have to depend on no label or depend on anybody. That, you know, for my income, I want to be able to have my own separate you know separate line of income too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like <clears throat> with pro money. What can people expect from this project that they that they haven't been given from your other projects? Like, what did you put into this that you because you always from the beginning, bro, like you had a plan of how you were going to do all of your projects, bro. Before you even yeah. dropped your first tape, like pro money was something that you knew was special. So what makes yeah. this different from your other projects that you've dropped in the past? Uh, it's crazy because it's just something that we just locked in on me and pro, man, because, you know, me and pro, me and pro had a, had a, a relationship established already. From just you know, well, I worked at Papados for like a month, um, and you know he uh, he was working there, so we'd already got cool with each other before I even knew he was producing. And I kind of met him through uh, the Stallion people because um, I, I I was up there with uh, with them at Dreams and uh, and meeting him. But yeah, so he we when he found out I was rapping, we sat down and we came up with the concept. But it's always been the same thing. I mean, what we wanted to do the original concept was just you know ten songs. We wanted all the motherfuckers to bang, and it was just. Our our idea for Pro Money was like, look, we're gonna put ten ten of my best songs together, period. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like if I don't care if it was a slow song, a motherfucking fast song, goddamn, you know, a, a struggle song, a trap song, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It was just what it was. But, but you know, it, it just turned it turned into a lot of different things just off, you know, with how long it took to come together. And it was just really Jay was the main person that I think I, I Jay I owe Jay a lot of credit for where it's at because Jay's the one that slowed me down with it. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, you know me, I was speed racing. I was ready to drop tapes and tapes, tape, 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 tape. I had so much music, you know what I'm saying? So, 
Jay was the person who really slowed me down, my manager, and he really got me like, okay, look, bro, let's 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 slow down because this one got to be the one. You know what I'm saying? This one should be the one. Like, it's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? And I, and that's the thing. I've never used the excuse. Or I just started rapping because I knew at the end of the day, I'm like, as soon as I started rapping, I knew what I could do. You know, I just had to, I just had to perfect the shit. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm getting to now. I think I'm kind of starting to perfect. You know what I'm saying? Where my sound is and where my flow is gonna be at. You know what I'm saying? But I got I still got a lot of improvement to do. Yeah. So so with pro money, bro, like you and pro have a chemistry that because if if y'all haven't caught on by now, you know if you don't follow WAP and you don't listen to his music, you're definitely gonna want to. But if y'all don't, y'all probably don't know like what the meaning of pro money is. The first half of pro is for uh, the producer Prolific Beats, and the other half is Money, and um, yes, his sir. name is Easy Money Wap, so it's Pro Money, um, and it's basically a collab tape between the two. Pro is producing all the beats, and Wap is rapping all, on all the songs. It, you know, it's like the perfect, you know, combination like Gangstar back in the day and shit like that. Like, what is so special about Prolific Beats that? You decided to do a whole tape with him and pretty much do most of your music with him. Man, pro hard, bro. Like that nigga, pro one of the most slipped on producers in the game. Period. I'm not saying that Houston, nobody like I, pro. That nigga hard, bro. Like he, the thing about pro is he, he's versatile, and that's what sets him apart from a lot of these producers. A lot of producers have one sound they can just go to, boom, 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 trap music. But pro, pro, pro make a trap beat and then backdoor with a motherfucking. You know what I'm saying? Guitar, you know what I'm saying? Guitar, you know, slow ass song, you know, bullshit that, you know, you know, all that shit. He, he's live with that shit, man. Like, like I said, me and him had chemistry and he kind of, he, he, like I said, he, he was a big part of molding what I am right now because he kind of figured out, he, I think he figured out where my strong suit were before I did. You know what I'm saying? So he was able to send me these beats that, okay, damn, I can get on this. Oh, yeah, baby, baby, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, it was, it was a lot, bro. Like, Pro really sat down with me too, man. Like, Pro was the first person really, you know, sit down with me and really be willing to take the time with me because, you know, we made an initial 40 songs for Pro Money and none of those songs are on the tape right now. You know what I'm saying? So, but the thing is about those songs is it was a, it was a whole different array of sounds. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just one sound. I was making a whole, a, a whole different, you know, every, he would send me five beats a week and it would be five different beats. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I would force myself to get on every single beat. Even if I didn't like the beat, I would force myself to get on it. I'm like, you never know how it's going to come out. I might come out hard. You know what I'm saying? So, but then when we kind of realized where my strong suits were, then we kind of started, you know, we kind of started, you know, directing it in a certain, you know, in a certain way. And um, that's where it came out to now. But yeah, the, the original idea was supposed to be 10 songs and being him. But now it's 11. I think and then, we, on, on, then on Fly as a Pilot, which is number nine, we have a, um, it's co-produced by Concept P, um, another, another popping producer out here. He's a very, very talented dude. But yeah, that was the only, that's the only, that's the only song that has anything other than me and me and Pro on it. Word. So, what's your next plan for your next project, bro? Because Pro Money is dropping soon as a motherfucker. Did, did you announce the date yet, or is this? Nah, I announced the date, but it's gonna drop. It's 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 uh, it's scheduled to drop next Tuesday. I'm you get the exclusive right now. Pro Money out next Tuesday, October first. Um, yeah. So after this, I mean, I got a lot of shit in the vault still. So, you know, um. I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't, honestly, I don't have a certain direction for a project right now, but I know that it's going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I really also started branching out and working with different producers. Like, I'm about to start, uh, I still got to go tap in with Lil Jew. I haven't made, I haven't made no music with him yet. Um, you know, that's going to come. I got a, a couple other producers out here, um, Ross and my boy Rami. 
you know, all these dudes are, you know, top-notch producers. So, you know, I'm, we're really going to lock in with that. And I'm really going to just be branched down to different sounds, you know, because Pro Money's like, you know, Pro Money, not all the songs sound the same, but it's kind of the same sound. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. kind of like a consistent sound throughout the whole tape. So I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm really going to try to experiment. You know, I showed you that one. I got a song singing, all that shit. But, um, yeah, you know, we're we, we going we gonna to start trying out new shit and just trying to, trying to get it, you know, just trying to figure out new shit because, you know, I know I know what I can do now in terms of I, I got my bread and butter. I know I can go rap and I can go make a hard track, but I you know I always try to you know get on track and sing, you know, do some different shit, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to evolve as an artist, bro. Mm-hmm. You want to evolve as an artist, man. Like, you know, people want to see their artists grow. You know, J Cole was one of my favorite artists at one point in time, and that nigga had never sung. And then that nigga came out with Forest Hills Drive, and he had like a few songs on there really singing. And now he's mm-hmm. hopping on nigga shit singing. You know, that can create a different yeah. lane for you and broaden your fan base and shit like exactly. that. Exactly. And you want like, to even, even with the auto-tune shit, like, I, I, I never, when I first came in, I was like, nah, fuck that auto-tune shit. But I, I heard my voice on it a couple times, it sound cool. So, you know, <clears throat> that's something I'm going, you know, play around with too. But, you know, in my, at the end of the day, I'm all, like I said, I'm, always, I'm, I'm glad I found my bread and butter because I'm always going to have that. You know, I'm, I'm never going to, you know, experiment with different stuff. And you, like you said, try to evolve as an artist because, that's what it's all about, and that's how that's how the longevity is gonna come about. Mm-hmm. And it will, bro. And just the music that you make in general is gonna is gonna uh, make for longevity in your career. The dopeness of it, the authenticity yeah. of it. Like I know for a fact, everything you saying is real. Everything you saying is yeah. not fictitious. None of that shit. Everything is authentic, real, one hundred percent the truth. And I think yeah, people I can see that. You know, in to be rapping for the amount of time that you've been rapping, but to have the support that you have shows the authenticity of your music. And also, it shows the the talent that you have, too. Because, you know, your partners in Houston, like, them niggas will tell you the truth. Like, bitch, this shit whack. No bullshit. Them niggas will tell you. You know, I tell they you, too. They done, they done told me. I ain't, ain't going to say I ain't never made a bad song. Shit, I made some bad songs. Them motherfuckers like, nah, that ain't, that ain't him, bro. Why? Wow, that ain't him. We can do that shit again. Do this again. I'm all right, man. Let me go, let me go back and look at this. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple albums. It's a couple of songs on Pro Money that, uh, actually, no, a song on the last little uh, the two singles I dropped. Um, it's called um, Two of Them. Y'all go get that on Apple Music right now. Go look it up. Easy Money Walk on Apple Music. Go see Two of Them. A song called Swinging Expressway. Swinging. That I had did that song. It was a whole different song back in like I probably did the song in like January. And I remember I could not get over the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, the beat was so hard. I'm like, damn, I, I got to get more. I, I know I can get more out of this beat. You know what I'm saying? So they told me, like, nah, that ain't him. So I ended up going back and redoing it. You know what I'm saying? That's what but that's what it comes down. You got to have people like that around you, man. You can't have niggas tell you shit hard if shit's hard. Nah, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to shit go shit. If a nigga sorry, I'm going to tell him. I'm about to tell you. Can't have no yes man around you. Especially when you're making music. Yeah, that shit is so. expensive as fuck. Yeah, it's expensive, and that's and that's why I be telling I be telling Pop Mike, bro, don't y'all tell me, bro, for real, because I don't got time for that bullshit, bro. I am, I'm out here investing. You know what I'm saying? I spend thousand dollars in the studio a week, all this shit. You know what I'm saying? I ain't finna shit for no reason, but you know, it was, it was a certain point. Like I said, I knew, I knew what it was at a certain point because I know I would listen to it if it wasn't hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I listen to promo every day, and that's just and that's and that's really not even on no critique and show because it's me. Cause I really enjoy it. It's really a good, it's really a good album to me. So. That's why I know it's ready to go. Yeah, it is ready to go, bro. You sent me the final mix. I'm like, yeah, this shit ready to go. I'm talking about from the beginning, you know, Judo. And I act, I mean, Juno. I actually played Juno at the beginning Judo. of the podcast. Judo. Judo. J-U-D-O. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Judo. Yeah, I played it at the beginning of the podcast. 
And when I heard that shit, when I put that shit on, I'm like, oh my god, this shit coming. Evan coming on strong. Now Evan that, came that, out that was, swinging. That was the thing. It was everything. Every you know, my thing was like, everything had to come full circle for the shit. I need everything to be perfect, like even down to the mixing and mastering, because that's that's you know one of my you know that on paper that's one thing that I wasn't 100 percent satisfied with when I actually you know sat down and you know looked back on it was mixing and mastering. So I made sure I took my time with that. And I got it right, but yeah, this this song, this 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 is this is it's an album. This is an album quality mixtape. Like it ain't no bullshit mixtape. You know, my goal was every song you forget about the last song. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you going to you know pass out and be like, damn, judo hard, judo hard. Let me go back to judo. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I want you to be like, damn, this whole pass out hard. Damn, pass out hard. And you know what I'm saying? You keep going with it. You know what I'm saying? That, that was my goal. I, I didn't want no skips on the album. I didn't want nobody saying, oh, nah, this is the weak link song. And that was my goal, and I think that's what I. I got a lot of I got a lot of records on there, man. Like I got at least five or six records out there. I'm confident that could do something. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I get these visuals out and shit like that. You know, mm-hmm. so we we gonna keep working and keep going. Yeah, you dropped, bro. I, I posted on my Instagram. I said the hardest mixtape and it ain't even out yet. Like the hardest shit that. out and it ain't even out for real, for real. Nah, and and I, I be and it's crazy. I be feeling like that. I be like, damn. I be I be trying to make sure I'm not being, you know, too. You know, what I'm saying just. Just, just because it's, just it's my take, but I'm like, bro, I, I listen to that bitch, I'm like, bro, this shit hard than a motherfucker, man, like, it's, even Pro be like, Pro, Pro takes me the other day, he's like, bro, this shit hard than a bitch, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you, like, this shit go, yeah, this the one, but like I said, it, it, it's always, that's always been our plan, man, from the start, like, that, it gotta come full circle for Pro Money, we wasn't gonna put it out until it was, until it was there. Yeah, for sure. So, tell the people what's next for you, bro, like, once Pro Money drop, and this shit tear the streets up, and the internet up like what's next for easy money wop like any tours merch shit. shows like what 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 you got shit, planned we next? gonna we go you know right now you know the last you know obviously the last nine months we've really been focusing on getting the music right so i'm really about to start getting out there more with these shows and you know getting out there on the scene a little bit more but yeah um pro money dropping on tuesday after that we're gonna we're gonna keep working i'm gonna have another project out probably by the end of, by the beginning of 2020 into 2019 um you know, I got I got a lot of shit in the vault, man. It's gonna be a lot of visuals from you know from this point on. It's gonna be a lot a lot of visuals for sure. You know, it's a lot of a lot of songs gonna be dropped just with visuals on YouTube. I'm gonna have a visual for every song on Pro Money, all eleven songs. That's gonna be kind of a movie. I already got uh, scripts planned out for that. But yeah, we gonna we gonna get to it, man. It's, it's really game time right now. We about it's time to you know crank that shit up. I'm gonna be in Atlanta probably next month or so, pushing that shit out there, trying to get it trying to get it going. But yeah, we gonna get this shit right, man. Um, yeah, hopefully by the end of the year beginning early year early next year I could, I could drop another project right now i mean to be real i could drop three projects right now and, and all them hoes gonna be hard but you know i want my shit to sound certain everything everything from this point on gotta be a certain quality you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. pro money gonna set the standard now it's gonna set the standard of where i'm at and where i'm trying to do so yeah we gonna keep we gonna, we gonna keep it going though keep it going bro and you definitely got the music and when that <laughs> nigga say he got enough music hard music to drop three projects right now including pro money that no bullshit not lying that's the thing, I, and that's the thing. I don't. I'm not one of them dudes that's, that's trying to go like a lot of these dudes be trying to, you know, you know, do it. You know, Young Thug and Future and Wayne doing going to the studio and drop five songs a day, man. That's 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 pointless to me because only two out of the five, one one to two out of the five songs, maybe you're gonna use. You know what I'm saying? I try to really maximize every song I write. You know what I'm saying? And you know that's why I do a lot of writing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I sometimes I freestyle like the song, uh, the song uh, Whoa. Number eight. That that was I pretty I pretty much freestyled that whole song, but um, um, yeah, I try to take my time with it, bro, because I want to have that content. Like I said, I got I, like I said, I got at least two more mixtapes full of shit that I can I can drop right now. That's quality music, it ain't no bullshit music. You know what I'm saying? So 
we're gonna keep like I said, we're gonna keep it going, keep getting better. And I still like I said, I still ain't even scratched the surface, man. Like I, I ain't been doing this shit for a year. And there's more to come, my nigga. <coughs> for sure. So. For sure. So tell the people where they can find you at, Brody. And if they want to y'all can find music. me on all socials, uh Instagram, Twitter. I ain't got no Facebook. Well, I, I got a Facebook, but don't go there. But uh Instagram, Twitter, at Easy Money Walk. Uh, YouTube, Easy Money Walk. Go, go, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I got three videos on there right now. Uh, like I said, I got more to come in that. Um, we're going to have some merch coming. We're going to have some Pro Money, Easy Money Walk merch coming in the next couple months. That's going to be available. Uh, I'm going to make sure that's a good price. I'm going to make sure you get a couple of those. I'm going to ship you a couple of those off for the free coin. My boy. Um, but yeah, we gonna we gonna have we gonna have every, every like I said everything about to come full circle. Especially like I said, we are gonna be look out for a lot of visual. Look, look, definitely look out for these visual. But yeah, pro money coming out on Tuesday. I need everybody to go grab that. I need to tell your people, your mama, your friends, go listen to that. You know what I'm saying? Especially on that East Coast where you at. I need that shit start pumping out there, my nigga. Yeah, you gonna get, bro. Listen, once niggas really get a, a glimpse of what you got going on or catch a motherfucking snippet or whatever, bro, they are gonna become hooked. Because you got know. the content, bro. But y'all check out my nigga Easy Money Watt, man. The hardest nigga coming out right now. Like, one top five hardest niggas up and coming. And this nigga ain't even been rapping that long. Y'all check my boy yes, out. Sir. For sure, man. But uh, appreciate you for coming on the show, my boy. For you sure, took my time nigga. out of your busy you know day. Nah, for sure. So you know we're going to do this by every every few months, my nigga. I'm going to be driving like a motherfucker. On God, bro. On God. Muddy Waters, yeah, we out.